And we are live on another edition of All In on High School Sports. Jennifer Valenti, Kurt Valenti. Good evening. Um, March Madness, you know. In full effect. In full effect, Sweet 16. Some wins, some losses, some brackets busted. Busted, for sure. I don't want to yell at the teams tonight, but there's a couple. Do me a favor, just pinch me real quick. Pinch me on there. No, pinch me. I did. It's not a dream Russell Wilson's still my quarterback. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. But uh, we'll keep that for tomorrow night. Um, and we're going to talk a little softball tonight. We are. We are joined, we'll be joined tonight by Coach Sergio Rodriguez of the Hanover Park Softball Program. Um, he is ready to go. So why don't we bring Let's him bring him in. right in. Absolutely. Bring him in. Let's bring him in and get going. All right. So we can officially introduce him there. Hi, Coach. How you doing? How are you? How are you guys feeling? Good, good, good. Yourself? Thanks so much for joining us. No no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate what you guys do for sports in New Jersey. Oh, thank awesome. you so much. Let me officially introduce Well, I got to answer Coach first. I'm sorry. Oh, he right, asked, well, Already he asked, no, no. He <laughs> asked how we're doing, so I had to have Jen pinch me because I'm a diehard Bronco fan, and I just wanted to know, is it still true Russell Wilson's my quarterback? So I'm feeling <laughs> you, great. You know, I'm feeling great. I don't know if you want to have that conversation with me. I've been going on my on my radio show and talking about how I really think Russell Wilson's closer to done than not. Oh, 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 I love it. Jen's going to do the show solo tonight. I think that was a lot to give up for the fourth best quarterback in that in that division. Uh, that division uh, is loaded. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Let me get a couple comments before you get coach. Coach Breslin. Uh, saying, let's go St. Yeah, Peter's. Absolutely. Looking forward to a great show. And Dr. John Taylor saying, Russell, crying because he's a oh, Seattle fan. he's a fan. Seattle fan, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so funny. Uh, coach, allow me to officially introduce you to everyone. We are joined tonight by Hanover Park softball coach Sergio Rodriguez. It's his first year at the helm of Hanover Park, but he brings with him a outstanding softball resume, which includes, and I'm not of course, mentioning everything, um, a head stint at North Academy, where he made an appearance in the state finals in 2016, collegiate coaching experience at Rutgers Nork, and he's currently the president of the New Jersey Heist Travel Softball Club. So, Coach, officially welcome again. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for not going through the whole resume, because then it makes me seem older than what I am. <laughs> I did highlights. I did highlights. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, Coach, thank you on a serious note. Thank you for coming on the show. It's our honor to have you on. And uh, I guess I'll start first. Um, so if you could just walk us through how you became head coach of Hanover Park and what made that job attractive for you. Uh, well, you know what? That is a phenomenal question. I, You know, when I left Newark Academy, I didn't plan in coaching. I didn't plan on coaching in high school again. I felt when I left Newark Academy, I had the best job in the state at the time. Um, I loved the way that we ran the program there, but also how I was treated for the 12 years that I was there. 
But like anything else, it was time. I also had kids going to high school. If they were coming up, I have a freshman uh, and a junior now. So I, I just felt it was time. I, I was doing a lot. And I didn't plan on coaching again. But over the summer when the job opened up, uh, my our catch. with her parents okay. yeah we had a little conversation with her parents about um the possibility of the job opening up and honestly when they mentioned it to me i said no i didn't want to go back but when i got a chance to go in and speak to the ad i told him i would go in i spoke to mike mandito you know what i left there saying there's no way i can't take this job i mean just the energy the commitment level from the community to win. I mean, Hanover Park has always been rich in softball tradition. So, you know, and even when we played them, I always, I always said, you know, damn, I wish I coached them kids, you know, too, you know what I'm saying? And, and over the years, I've had Nicole Petrovich, who's actually now coaching with me, Alex Cazenzo, Galioto, I had Vic Lapinto, Dara DeMilo. I just said, you know what, I, I have to do this because I think I would have kicked myself in the butt if I didn't take the shot. Well, when I think of Hanover Park, I think of, you know, as a, a West Essex person of a strong softball tradition as well. So um, they're lucky to have you take over at the helm. Coach, could you actually, you and I spoke a little bit last night about uh, high school sports coverage. And one of the reasons we started our show was to highlight as many programs and players as possible. So could you tell us a little bit about your team and highlight some of your players? Sure. Look, I think the one good thing that I'm walking into is a lot of experience, right? So... Adriana Carter at, at, at pitching. I mean, we'll start there, right? Pitching and catching is where it's at. And Adriana Carter as a senior, one of the two seniors that will start for us, and Molly Coco, a junior, you know, will give us that stability. But we're, we're very old. We don't, we're only going to start probably one sophomore, Gina Lagravinis, wow. in center field. But everybody else, uh, we have a senior at first base, Abby Huang, a kid with a lot of power. Uh, Jenna Vital, who played third base for them last year, moved to second. Everybody who's played for me knows what a premium I put on second base over any position on the field because the game of softball is essentially played backwards, right, with all the bunny and stuff that goes on. Uh, Peyton Sward, one of the best athletes, one of the most dynamic athletes in North Jersey, will be at shortstop for us, a kid who – Everybody in, in Morris County knows. Eliza Dooley, a kid who played the outfield last year, will move to third now for us. Kid who's been solid so far in the first couple of weeks for us. And then in the outfield corners, we'll have Ali Huang, who is Abby's younger sister. She's a junior. And Olivia Klein, who might be our best player so far in camp, right? Through through the first she's just been phenomenal. She's in great shape. She put a lot of work in in the offseason to change her body and get stronger. And I've seen her grow, right, because she I've seen her in and out of the cages even before I was the coach so I could see the work that she was doing. So we're going to be – we're gonna, I think we're going to be better than people might think, but I think a lot of that is going to be we have a lot of leadership. Awesome, Coach. I um, looking at your schedule. You guys have uh, you got some. <laughs> you got a tough schedule, right? Yeah. Well, listen. We have eight. I think we played eight games against teams that won state titles last wow. year. Wow. And 
And, and the problem is a lot of those were my choice, right? I'm playing for Six Valley, we're playing Livingston, so I know I'm a nut. I get it. But you know, you know it, the thing is when you It's only gonna to, help you though. You know, it's only gonna help you. That's my point. That's my point. I don't wanna I don't want the ten nothing wins. Yep. I don't want the that doesn't and look, I told the kids I we had a dinner with the parents with the booster club tonight, and I even told them about that. I said, everybody's O and O when the state tournament starts. I think yep. we went to the to a state final at Newark Academy one year, we went into the States at nine and 15 or nine and 16. It didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? When exactly. you get there, yeah. you know, but again, all those losses were to the Mount and to West Essex when right. they had, you know, when they had Sammy Huter there, the number one team in the state at one point, it, it, you just, you figure it out, man. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to build longevity, you got to get the kids and the community hungry. How do you get them hungry? By seeing the name in the paper. Hey, listen, if you go three and five in those eight games, you're going to get a lot more attention than anything else, and you're going to get better. Right. And yeah. you know what, Coach? We you know we, we joke around talking about college basketball, like you know, like in the introduction and stuff. But it's what you see now. You know, you see these teams like a Miami. You know, like you know a ten seed. Like it's just their their the schedule they play. It's just going to help them down the road. And um, it, it's awesome you guys have that kind of a schedule. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, a thousand percent. I'm going to switch sides just a little bit because, like Jen was mentioning before. Um, you know, very big. You have a lot of experience in the travel softball and the club softball. So, um, two-part question. One is, how important is it um, for a high school girl athlete, a high school girl softball player to play travel softball? And my second point is, would you rather, would you prefer your whole team, and have you done it and going forward, would you rather have as many girls on your team, your high school team, on that travel team? Or for you, it doesn't matter what team you're on as long as you're playing. See, okay, I'm going to answer your second question first. I don't really care where the kids play as long as they play. Um, to me, if they ask me, are there preferences where I would rather them play? Yes, because I want my kids coached, right? So if you said to me, would I like I have like I have two kids right now who play for for a good friend of mine, Rob Stern, over at on the Pride. And I was at the Pride when I first started coaching. I was a Pride coach back in the 90s. And um, you know, I love the fact that 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 Peyton and Gina are with the Pride. Like I don't care if they're on the high street, but I know they're being coached. Right. If, if they were if so, if they if other kids come to me privately and they ask me, coach. I can't, I don't, you know, I can't play for the highs or I don't want to make a trip to Colorado and have your schedule, but I want to play. I will give my advice. But yeah, I don't care where, where the kids play, as long as they're playing and they don't put the glove down, you know, come June, I don't really care. Now to your first point, if a kid's going to play in college, I think it's imperative that they play softball and, 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 and travel. And more importantly, where they play does become a factor. You know, I can tell you for a fact that when we get, uh, what, particularly when I was at Rutgers, but when I speak to these coaches and they're recruiting, when I send them an email, sometimes they'll write back, hey, Serge, don't send me any video. I know if that kid's playing shortstop for you, she's got to be good. You know, so right. I think it opens up a lot of doors for kids if they play and then the better the schedule they play, the, it just opens up more doors for them. Yeah. So I, I think it's very imperative. 
Okay. You know, this isn't my official question, but as we're talking about it, I coached high school lacrosse and watched the club portion of it just blow up. Like, think about, like, when we first started coaching and, like, the, you know, we're of the same era, all three of us. You know, right. when you first started coaching in, you know, the late 90s, let's say, after we were done with college, like, it was, like, unheard of. Now it's, like, it's just, it, the scene is crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Listen, when I started coaching travel ball in 1996 that's why i run the time when we were at west Sussex. I, in 96 i i remember there being probably anywhere between 16 to 20 travel ball teams in the entire state the state on top of that our fall league consisted of phil elijah the chief of staff of Essex County. See, I just threw them a plug. That was- hey, hey, no. <laughs> I threw him and showed me a plug, right? <laughs> Phil used to run a summer league essentially for the high school kids and the high school programs in Branchbrook Park. We used to play doubleheader. That was it. Right. Then we started going to Florida and it, it expanded now to the, the fall at times is bigger than the summer for us. So it is where it was in its infancy 27 years ago. Listen, the ball was white when I started coaching. (laughs) And I started young, right? I started young. I I mentioned this to somebody the other day. I got my first job at West Essex at 21. That would never happen now. Nor I don't think I would do that if I was that age. (laughs) So funny. Coach, so you bring a wealth of softball knowledge uh, and expertise to Hanover Park High School. You've been extremely successful at the high school level. You've coached collegiately. And, of course, you've coached, you know, girls all across the state at the club level. So with that softball pedigree, right, what would you say your goals and expectations are for your team this season and long term? You know, I would tell you that probably the most important thing that I want to get out of this season is to make sure that we learn how to practice and how to compete. And when I mean compete, I'm talking about competing when we're in terms of taking what we work on and applying it to the game. Because it's easy to say, hey, we all want to win every game. We all want to win a state title. That's simple. But I always tell the kids, winning and losing takes care of itself. If you can prepare, it makes that easier. So short term, that's the goal for this year. Long term, we want to build stability in the program. You know, one of the things that I am disappointed in the program right now is that we only have one freshman in the entire program. We have 23 kids, but only one freshman. And I feel that that's because there was probably, probably I'm assuming, because I don't know, I wasn't here, right? But I'm assuming there was a disconnect with what was going on before and the kids that were coming up. That will no longer be the case. I've already had contact with the 7th and 8th graders in town. We had Very 14 important. of them. Yeah, we had 14 of them at our practice last week. And that's, so long-term, that's the key, you know, to build that stability where we have our numbers over 30. Nice. Coach, I want to go off script one more time, and I promise. This no is my, la- this is my last Listen, one. You got to remember, for, my, for the entire time I've always been on radio, 
All I've done is a national show. So to me, I was always, always off script. <laughs> right. I'm always off script. I, I got, this might sound like a little, no, no, I mean, it's, it's a question we've asked a couple different coaches. We've never asked a softball coach this question. And you're very big in the softball community, not just at Hanover Park. Well, you know, it, you know, you have a lot of, like, like you're saying, connections with other coaches and, We've always we've been talking about how the girl sports have been blowing up, obviously wrestling, but another one coming down the line right now, flag football. And we know it's not a sanctioned sport. As a softball coach, and everybody's fired up about it. We have all these high school football coaches. We have like Coach Tuero, who's coaching the team. He's the head football coach, and everyone's fired up about it. But is there a little part where if they ever sanction this and now a girl has to make a decision from a softball perspective, is that something where, you know, you wouldn't like that idea of a girl having to make that choice and maybe picking flag football over softball? Yeah. You know, look, honestly, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because I am a big proponent of kids playing multiple sports. So I grew up in the three sport era. And yep, so I, that's another yeah, topic we right? have on the so show. I encourage, <laughs> I encourage my kids to play. In fact, I have a kid who plays volleyball right now, club volleyball, who I let miss practice on Saturday. I have a soccer player at Newark Academy. Let me tell you something. I had to maneuver the schedule around a lot because I had some world class tennis players. Not. Look, oh, I had yeah, kids that yeah. were getting on planes on Thursday, flying to California to qualify wow. and coming back to play a Saturday softball game at Cedar Grove, right? You know, so, look, I don't think if you're a softball player, you're ever going to stop to go play flag football. But I probably would be one of the guys that would share my athletes. Awesome. Now that that that's yeah. that's great. Yeah. You know, and, and commend you because you know, when, like we said, we were all oh, we always talk about it. You know, we've coached uh, coaching football and and all the sports and like even playing. And you know, there are people that say out there, oh, you know, or you hear of people, oh, it's you know, it's this or this, or it's that sport, that sport. And how you just said, hey, you know, you push them to do all three. I mean, we you know we commend you on that. I mean, yeah. we just think that you know, you know, you know what it is too, and and it hurts me because I'm a parent also. I think a lot of times, you know coaches or parents of the players that we play forget that I'm also a parent, right? So I have, I have a junior who in my heart, I truly believe his best sport is baseball. He's a varsity player at Verona high school, plays football, plays basketball, but he stopped playing baseball because the AAU, he was playing with the Roadrunners and Sandy, uh, P &E. the schedule, the demand to say, Hey, you got to play basketball, right? You have to, he stopped playing baseball, and I think that that kills a group two community like Verona to lose an athlete mm -hmm. like yeah. him that could help, right? Yep. You know, he's right. not going to be a professional baseball player. You know, I mean, God, you never know, but I, I don't see it that way. I never thought about it like that. But he's a kid that should be playing baseball at Verona High School and doesn't because of the commitment to football and lifting after school and basketball and being in the gym shooting three, 400 jumpers a day, which he needs it, by the way. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of comments from our great friend, Kenny Kirkpatrick. Hey, everybody, quick hello to everyone. Best of luck this year, Coach Rodriguez, Dr. John Taylor, A.D. Irvington. My experiences 
Flag, for the most part, doesn't appeal to the girls who go out for softball and have played softball for years. Talking to other ADs, softball numbers aren't going down. And Michael Pellegrino saying, you couldn't ask for a better guy to have on. Serge is the man. <laughs> and Mike's a good dude. You know, Mike, speaking of St. Peter's, when Mike was the coach at St. Peter's softball, that was the last time that they were uh, really on top of the softball world and I know that they're doing a little, a little, they're doing their thing now. They're off to a good start at St. Peter's. But Mike, one of the best coaches that has come out of Bergen County, a Saddlebrook guy. Yep. Oh, awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Can I go? Up, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not. Uh, coach, can you uh, <laughs> describe your coaching style a little for us? Passive. And, and I'll tell you why I say passive. Because I, I, I am very meticulous in practice. And as I've gotten older, I coach less in games verbally out loud. I do a lot of coaching in the dugout now, more one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I, I was just having this conversation. One of the first things I did at Hanover Park was I flipped dugouts. They've always had the first base dugout. I want the third base dugout. So I, 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 I almost have taken a passive approach as I've gotten older in terms of not being as demonstrative as I was when I was at the Mount or at West Essex, right? And now I'm more relaxed, you know, and I, I kind of feel like I, I went to the whole Bobby Knight school of if you coach in practice, you don't have to coach much in games. I think it it helps with more with this generation. I think this generation, they get really, uh, they're just different than us, man. I just think that you have to adjust it. And if I didn't adjust, I would have been out of coaching. Uh, again, a comment from Hanover Park Softball. We are lucky at Hanover Park to have Sergio. Our girls are fired up to play. Oh, that's awesome. Very nice. I appreciate that. I'm fired up to be there. You know, the uh, like I said, the, 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 the community there and everyone in school has been phenomenal. They've treated me uh, with open arms. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, look, I've always felt that I'm blessed. I wouldn't trade my life. For anyone's, I truly do. I have two great children. My health is, knock on wood, great. My parents are still alive. We, how many people could say that at 47 that their parents are still alive? Yep. You know, my girlfriend, Diana Schrader, who's been in the softball world forever, We, she's the best. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm living the best part of my life now, and Hanover Park has just added to that. I'm going to tell you one thing, though, Coach. I'm, I'm going to remember that with the calm comment. You said you're nice and calm. I'm going to see how calm you are when, when the umpire throws, you know, the girls easily safe at third base. And then, you know, they call her out. You're, yeah, Coach K said the same thing in Sunday versus Michigan State. He's going nuts on the sideline. So You know what it is? It's not that I won't argue. It's not that I don't get on my girls. But I'm almost selective now. I, I'm more likely to let something go and just pull you aside and speak to you than I than I was in the past to just point everything out. You know, I just you're just picking your battles. I just feel like these kids process information better than the kids did 15 years ago. But I also feel that they need to be coached yep. more maturely than we did. 15 years ago. Right. I, those kids, I yelled at them, man, from the time they got off the bus. They were <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, too funny. Coach, yeah. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your staff that you have with you this year. 
Yeah, man. You know, so I was able to uh, to retain, you know, Tyler and Anthony, who had been there for a while. Uh, they've been there forever as the JV coaches there, and we were able to retain them, which is good because they're in school. And, you know, with me not being an educator and not being inside the school, that was huge. That was huge for, for, for me. And those guys, man, they've been phenomenal um, because it's hard for them too. You got to remember now that, you know, when you get a coaching change, they're staying around, but now they got to teach things the way that I want them. And so it's hard for them too. Right. And then I got the steal of the County. I was able to get Alexis Davies, a lifer in Chatham and was the head coach at Hanover park three coaches ago before Jamie Galliota was there. And Coach Davies gave up coaching essentially because her daughter's at TCNJ now and she wanted to watch her play. I got her to come and join me uh, there. And then one of my former players who played for me on the heist, Nicole Petrovich, who was also uh, an All-State kid at Hanover, she's back coaching with me and she's trying to get into the whole teaching thing. She's a speech therapist and she's at school a couple of days a week too. So um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's great to have. We often have coaches on who have like ties to that school, you know, so it's so important. I think it helps a lot. Yeah. I think it helps a lot. And you know what it was too? I was very comfortable and I've always been lucky with this, but I was very comfortable at North Academy because at North Academy, for the 12 years that I was there, I had Marissa Marino, who's the assistant AD there, Wayne, who was with me every day that I was there. My cousin, Alex Luna, who is also the soccer coach, he's the soccer coach at NJIT, he was with me for nine of the 12 years that we were there. So we had that, we knew what was going on. You know, that, that, that consistency was huge. So to walk in year one and have Coach Davies, someone who coaches with me on the heights, and to have Nicole, someone who played for me and knows what I want done, and then on top of that, to keep Anthony and Tyler has been phenomenal. That's great. Coach, I lied. I got one more off script. I just started <laughs> Listen, one more you for keep you. keep on going. I cleared out my schedule. For All right. Awesome. Awesome. But, you, you know, we, we always talk about this on our, like, regular sports show. We always talk about, and, and it's a big, big theme in the NFL with fit, right? Like, why, you know, why is this quarterback struggling? It's because with the coaching staff's not playing to his strength. So my, and we also had high school coaches on our show and we always talked about it. But even in softball, right? Like, how important is it, is it for you to adapt really to your talent as opposed to just saying, this is my system, you know, um, you know, we're just going to, we're going to bunch steal, play small ball all the time. I mean, I know softball is about small ball and one nothing and two nothing games, but how important is it for you to really adapt to your team more than you have to learn my style? I think you always have to adapt to your team. I don't understand, and I see this in basketball more than probably any other sport, where you'll have guys who are half-court guys, and even if they have six NBA players right. on their roster, they want to play half-court. And I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you yeah. know, you know, I see it all the time. Listen, I was – I, I believe – at West Essex in 98, we won 11, 10 or 11 one nothing games or two to one games. We had Angie Tataro back. I was going to say that was Angie. Correct, <laughs> right? So then 
fast forward 20 years, now the bats have changed. Now it's not. I used to tell the kids when they used to walk in and slam the bat, hey, it's not the arrow, it's the Indian, I used to tell them. But now it is the Indian, right? So so the bat changed the way that you play the game a lot. And, and even myself, right? You, you Now you have to play. I, if you play for one now, you're only getting one. Right. And so you play for more. But with this team at Hanover, having Peyton Sword, having Gina Legrand, having Ali Huang, and then off the bench, we have three sophomores, Luella Walters, who can run, Phoebe Feldman, who can run, and Emma Houghton, who can run. We're going to have – well, I'm probably going to play and steal as much as I have since the early 2000s. There's your adaptability. That's it, yeah. maybe. That's my adaptability. <laughs> I would rather have the three-run homer. But, <laughs> right, 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 right. But, yes, I will tell you I will bunt and steal more this year than I probably have in 20 years. All right, Coach. But I won't bunt my three-hitter. <laughs> never say never on that one? No, 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 no. Okay, no. Listen, okay, okay. Listen, I have a saying, and people who coach with me know it. In fact, every time they, uh, it happens – I get text messages from people. The day that I have to bunt my three hitter, she won't be batting third. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coach. We have a one last little segment we like to do. We call rapid fire. So there's a little more fast paced questions. All right. Biggest okay. win in your coaching career. High school. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is a great <laughs> question. Um, Beating Nutley when in 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 twenty thirteen or fourteen around there, they were the two seed. We were the seventeen seed coming in a playing game. Never happened. It's the biggest upset in Essex County tournament history. That was against Luann. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it uh, was. Coach Breslin saying, Kurt. I now have the scouting report. No bunting for the three hitter. I can move back. LOL. You can move back. You can move back when she comes up. <laughs> All right, coach. I hate to do this, but I have to follow up. Biggest win with toughest loss of your high school coaching career. Uh, they all tough. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that it was probably. I'm going to tell you the five losses against Lodi Immaculate in the finals. You know, you know what it was? No, you know what? The one in 14 was the hard one because I felt that that team was good enough to be a top 15 team in the state, and we would have beaten anybody on that day, but we were not going to beat those guys. That's Peening a, I, th- that's I think Peening was the pitcher on that team. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was, uh, Kurt's sister uh, was a, a coach there with H for yeah. many years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great program. And I, and I remember, I, um, that I was remember, at Seton Hall. I see. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if I was at that one, but I was at a couple of those, uh, the, the games that you guys had. They, beat, with they beat us. They beat us every, listen, when H passed away, you know, I went to the funeral and 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 as I said bye to him, I said, You're taking my five state titles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we used to joke all the time. We used to we used to, I mean he used to I mean Houston, he was a friend of the family, so he would always come on and we would always buzz chops and uh rest in peace, Coach H. Uh, Coach H. 
next one. So, coach, like you said, you did the you did the the college thing. You did a couple of the travel teams. You did uh, the couple of different high school teams. So, we're not going to ask you for just one. Give me the three. Just give me three pizza places. Any area in Jersey you could recommend that Jen and I to go. Be- the to. best place to get pizza in New Jersey. The best place, hands down, is Pizza Village in Down Neck North. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. A hundred percent. Any other ones you want to throw? One, got Frank, two more for me. Frank's Pizza. Now you got to remember, I'm a North guy, right? That's fine. <laughs> Frank's Pizza in North North. Okay. And probably, you know, nah. <laughs> the third one, the third one's, the third one's pretty, pretty interesting. Um. Man, you know, there's a place in Belleville, but I don't know the name of that place. La Cecilia? It's on on Girolaman. It's on the corner of Girolaman and and Franklin Ave, next to the gas station. It's not La Cecilia, is it? No, I don't think so. I got to remember that. I'm right by, I work in Kearney. It's right up the block from me. I got to find that one out. There you go. You know, let me tell you something. We I used to hang out a lot in Carney in my youth, right? We used to drive up Carney Ave. We used to, there was a pizzeria across the street. It wasn't, it was before Midland Ave, the block before. You know where Lincoln School is? Yep. Okay. It was diagonal to Lincoln Ave. There was a corner pizzeria there that was actually pretty good. Not Peter's Pizza. Hey, man. Listen. I was in my teens, and I oh, wasn't no, no, going no, in no. there. I'm just, I, 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 not, not, I like good. Peter's I Pizza. I just meant not Pete. Like I just meant I can't. I, I don't even know if there's still a pizza place over there. But that's no, funny. I that don't think there that. is one. I don't think there is. How one about up? Uh, did you ever go to Stasha's for the sandwiches in Carney? No, I used to stop at Sunset all the time. Okay. Uh, Coach, my next question for you: If you could, we're gonna get off the food uh, food topic and go to uh, <laughs> superhero powers, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, you know, my favorite superhero has always been Green Lantern, but I don't want any rings on um, <laughs> Unless it's a state championship ring. A hundred percent. You know, I will tell you that my superpower would be to know what my players are thinking when they don't hit the cut. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and my last one, Coach, again, we talked about March Madness. Thursday is a sweet 16. So can you give me your updated final four and or your national champion. I picked Arizona to win it all in my bracket. I have to stick there. Although TCU look, you know, I, yep. I'm a big Jamie Dixon guy. I told the people at Pitt, I remember doing a show in 16 when Jamie Dixon got fired there. And I remember taking a lot of phone calls about guys, some guys who were Pitt fans who were tired of losing in the tournament, but they weren't tired of being a top four seed. And I said to them, you know, you're getting rid of a guy who's a really good coach. And since then, Pittsburgh's been terrible and TCU's <laughs> on the rise. Um, I would tell you Arizona is my champion. I think they're the most prepared to win. it. I think they're the most balanced. They're a little younger than I would like them to be. And old wins in the tournament. And we're seeing that with Miami. And their point guard got hurt. Their point guards. That, I mean, that hurts. That, that, it that hurts. It does. It does. Um, I like Gonzaga to come out of the other side of the bracket. Anything. And listen, even if I felt Duke was going to win, I would never say that. I root for Duke 
no matter who they play. I, I root against them no matter who so they play. So does Jen. Nice. Yeah, but I believe, but I believe, but I, but but I'll, to be objective, I will tell you, Gonzaga, I believe, is just too much. Duke is just not very good defensively. They just, they're just, and especially, they're actually a little bit better in transition than they are in a half court. Um, Purdue looks like they're going to be there. Purdue's size is a problem, and yes. that's the problem. I think St. Peter's just got a terrible matchup. Yeah. The one team that I don't feel like, if they were playing anybody else, that Cinderella slipper might still be, but I just right. don't too know. Too much height. Too much height. Too much size. Too yep. much size. Too much size. And then, listen, I think Kansas figures out a way to get there now that Auburn's out. So that's probably that's probably my final four. And Arizona? You're going to stick yeah. with Arizona? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. All right, Coach, my last one for you. Let's pretend you're back in your playing days. You're coming up to bat. What would your walk-up song be? Colors. By Ice-T. Oh, no. I am a nightmare stalking. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. You know what I like? He didn't have to think about it. He knew it right away. A lot of times we ask and they're like, let me think about it. You knew it right away. And listen, it, it would have to be that because, you know, I'm a big NWA guy growing up from back in the day, but Coach Badalini at Eastside would have never let, because it's too much cursing. <laughs> he, he would have never allowed that. At least with colors, you can get the whole first verse out before I get to the plate. <laughs> Awesome. Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we know how busy you are. You had practice. You had a team dinner. And uh, making the time for us, we really appreciate it. No, listen, I told you guys at the beginning, what you guys are doing for high school sports is phenomenal. You know, when we were growing up, we knew everything about high school sports. I mean, we spoke about it a little yesterday, right, Jen? That mm -hmm. when, you know, I could tell you who the better bowling teams were because yep. everything was in the newspaper. We Not only would we read about our sport, but everything was there. Headlines and the names, the last names. You knew. Remember, we didn't have social media. Yep. Right. So the only reason I knew what you guys were doing at West Essex was because we read the newspaper. How yeah. else would you know what we did? We didn't know anybody from another town. You know, you, the only time you heard about something from another town wasn't good. You know, so, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, and so to have you guys do this and almost bring it back through the medium that exists now, which is social media, is just phenomenal, phenomenal. And my show is open to you guys. If you guys ever want to do something live, you know, at an event or... Oh, we would love uh, awesome. to. Awesome, awesome. That's actually I one mean, of our goals. We would love to. We would love hey, to. Hey, let's do a high school game together this year. Let's do a softball game. One that I'm not playing in. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Hey, hey, we're down. We're, we're definitely 100%. down. We'll go, we'll go there and we'll set it up and we'll each take two or three innings and we can, you know, we can uh, we can get through it. I think the see, the thing is, the kids love that. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they're missing out on what we have. Yep. Right. Yep. 100%. 100%. We'd love to have you back too. If oh, you yeah. You and your players. Your Absolutely. Players on. Yeah. So we'll be in no, touch for sure. Nope. No problem. We are available. I am available <laughs> every time for you guys because I believe in what you guys are doing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you coach. Much. Good luck this no season. Problem. Our honor to have you tonight. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Take care.
Okay, Coach Rodriguez from Hanover Park. Uh, great interview. Great interview. Yeah, and you again, just like we always say, you know, how how do you not want to play for a coach right, like exactly, that? Exactly. Exactly. You know the energy yep, he brings. Yep. And it sounds like just by the comments, like the kids. Oh are yeah, fired. they're fired well, up. Think of the energy. You know. Yeah. When you walk in, you know, yeah. So that's great. Uh, good fit. And uh, again, hope nothing but the best for them this season. Coach Breslin sure. saying good luck, Coach. And uh, just like you said, I mean. You know, how could you not want to play for a coach like yep. that? And yep. uh, you could just see, and hey, we definitely want to do something with him. Uh, we definitely want to have the girls on. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, looking forward to hey, it. Hey, coach is ready to roll over there. <laughs> Excited, and he's ready to roll. But, um, well, thank you. Everybody, that's it for tonight. For next week, tonight. we got next week, we have already, if you want to just give a little sure, what's we'll give going a little, on. A little teaser for next week. We have a couple of the uh, girls' flag football teams will be joining us at uh, PCTI, the reigning champs. Yep. Uh, a new team on the flip side, Wayne Valley, who's having their first girls' flag football season. And then we'll also be joined by the new uh, football coach at Caldwell High School. So, um, looking forward to that. Sounds good. And uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you for watching.